joining us for another edition of SpinCast. Today, we have Jeff Brokaw with us here from Charlotte. He is one of the owners of the Charlotte Phoenix, as well as Charlotte Esports. And I'll let him get into the who's and what's of both of those organizations. But before we start with that, thank you, Jeff, for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me today. You got it. You got it. I appreciate you being here. Um, Tell us a little bit about the Charlotte Phoenix. Tell us a little bit about Charlotte Esports. But before we leap into that, obviously, please tell us a little bit about you, your background, how you got to be in this space to where we are today. Yeah, so um, I started off teaching myself to code when I was about 13 years old. Um, back in the days for, for, I guess, the older viewers that remember when uh, AOL used to send out floppy disks. It seemed every day you would have one in the mailbox or in every magazine you opened up. There was an ad for 10 free hours, 20 free hours, all these different uh, promotions going on. And that's when you had to pay, I guess, by the minute for the internet. And at times it changed a lot in those 25 years. But uh, I asked my parents to, uh, to, to let me have the free trial. And after about three weeks of begging them, they finally let me sign up for the 10 free hours of AOL. Um, and I was uh, pretty interested right away in learning like the inner workings of of the internet um this was back in the days when i think nba didn't even have a uh, dot com the nfl did uh, most pro sports teams didn't so very 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 early on into uh into the internet days um so i went to barnes noble there was no youtube no uh, lynda.com no online training courses um back then so I went to barnes noble they had a really really small um computer programming section at that time picked up an HTML, CSS, Java, JavaScript book, and uh, started teaching myself to code. Um, and have always just stayed kind of in the internet business since then. Um, founded a few startups, had some fail, have some that uh, have done pretty well. Um, and I got approached about six or seven years ago by a uh, venture capital firm. And uh, so decided to go with them. Um, that was one thing that I'd always wanted to do that I never had. Um, and I was brought on to, to uh, try and find, you know, future trends, um, emerging markets, and esports came across my desk. Um, so, so the firm uh, came across Team Envy. Uh, they were not able to make an investment, but my business partner at the time, and uh, still with a few other ventures, made a, uh, a seven-figure investment pretty early on with them. Brought me on as a consultant, and uh, yeah, well, I've kind of watched them grow from from a, a, a brand of pretty much nothing and under $10 million brands now over $200 million. Um, so, so it's been a kind of wild ride, a lot of fun watching this, uh, watching the industry grow. You talk about Team Envy and we'll, we'll kind of scoot over to Charlotte Phoenix in a moment, but how long did that take? You mentioned that they were about a $10 million brand and now yeah. over 200 million. About, what yeah. was the timing on that? So, so, so the investment went through um, July of, 16, I believe, July of 2016, their valuation was at 10 million and they just raised uh, around in February, March of this year at about $215 million. So um, pretty quick get, turnaround, yeah, for, for, four years. Um, and I've seen a lot of other teams do it. So wow. it's kind of skyrocketed. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Same as this industry, it's just booming yeah. and growing by leaps and bounds. So tell us about Charlotte, what's going on here? Yeah, so I've been in Charlotte since I was uh, three years old. Um, I've always called it home. Uh, I didn't want to move out to Dallas when uh, Envy took that investment. Um, definitely wanted to stay here. This is uh, my roots. So 
uh, Josh, Josh Richardson and CJ Collins founded a, uh, a company called Charlotte Esports, and they really focused on doing LAN events um, and consulting. And they approached me uh, about a year ago um, and, and said that they were looking to bring in a third partner, somebody who had some more experience on the business dealings, uh, the business sides of thing, uh, raising capital, and just really making sure that the team runs smooth, smoothly from a business perspective. Um, so I, I joined forces with them, um, became the third partner summer of last year, and we've been really working with the uh, very closely with the city, um, using NB as a as a perfect example, perfect case study of a business that they should never lost, and they mm -hmm. don't want to make that mistake again. Um, so uh, we, we've been kind of building up the uh, the, the ground level, and uh, currently in the in the uh, midst of just closing um, our, our first investment round. So really looking to scale up, uh, build the Phoenix brand, which is our team side. Um, so yeah, we're, we're looking to do some exciting things. Uh, Charlotte's the fastest growing city per capita for millennials. Um, obviously anybody who's been here knows it's the majority of transplants. Um, so I feel that we have a good opportunity to capture the, uh, the Southern market. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Tell me a little bit about just for, for the layperson to really understand what that economic benefit would mean to the city of Charlotte to a degree. If again, if you were to capitalize on, a major esports team and major events that were to be held here in Charlotte. What does that look like for the city? Yeah, I mean uh, it's huge. I mean we, you know, we've been fighting to get the uh, RNC here, um, which we have coming up. We had the NBA All Star Game last year. Um, the CIAA has been in Charlotte for a number of years. Um, that just wrapped up, and uh, CIAA I think would would probably be a really good example. They bring in about three hundred million dollars in a weekend for economic wow. impact. Wow. Um, but, but for comparison, um, the, the, the state of Georgia, primarily all the, these dollars were in Atlanta. They did $985 million in economic impact last year. Um, so that, that, that's a lot of dollars um, for, for a lot of good reasons for the city of Charlotte. So that's what um, that's what got Mayor Lyles, the, the Charlotte mayor, pretty pumped up and all the elected officials about wanting to do something with esports when they saw those numbers. Yeah, I think if done correctly, that certainly could be a, a boom, if you will, for a city that's sincerely just continuously yeah. growing the way it's been growing uh, since I've been here. So um, speaking of, I know from the Charlotte esports perspective, they have held a number of community style events for esports back when things were normal, if you will. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that and how can the community get involved with that once things kind of revolve to getting back to normal? I'm sure you're hosting some online events as well, more than likely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for the online side of things, we're getting ready to hold a uh, Valorant tournament. So if you just check out clt-esports.com, uh, you can look at information, register for that. I believe we're giving away a $5,000 prize pool for, for the winning team. Um, you know, Valorant's only been out for about 10 days, but have had, um, gosh, I looked up data for this weekend. It was 26.2 million hours streamed this weekend alone on a Twitch. So, so that title's doing a lot for the, uh, for the industry. Um, but yeah, we've done a lane events. We did one at my co-working space, um, $5,000 called duty tournament. Um, that pulled about 400 people in between um, participants and uh, spectators. 
Um, we've, we've done events, Fortnite events at Top Golf. Uh, we just recently did a Rocket League tournament with a brand called 54 Sport um, that dabbles a lot in the PGA actually. And, and, and they saw an opportunity to, to go from PGA to esports and, uh, and try and do some stuff in that space. So we, we, we've hosted a lot of co-branded events and we will continue to do so. Uh, when the new normal, uh, or when we are back to, to normal, whatever that looks like, we're, we're going to continue to do those and would like them to just continue to get bigger and better. So, yeah, check out CLT Esports and uh, just follow us and we'll keep you posted on all the events going on. Awesome. Awesome. That's certainly a great outlet, especially now. Everybody's kind of at home mm -hmm. and looking for something to do. So, yeah. that's fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about esports in general at the younger generation, meaning for middle school, high school students who like to game, some are really active in it, some are kind of in between, and some are, are doing it now because they've got nothing else to do. And talking about just esports, well, that's pretty straightforward. Well, they're sitting there and they're playing a video game. We get it. Um, but there is more to it than that, especially as you get to the higher levels. But what I'm looking at is from an educational perspective, we've had so many of these podcasts that we've put on where people come in and talk to us about, well, these children can ultimately work in this space with something that they're fully vested and passionate about and interested in. Imagine if the Charlotte scene were to explode, as, as the hope would be, what are some of the opportunities that this generation would have as they grew older a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's no different than uh, traditional sports. Um, it's probably not your best bet when you're 10 years old to, to choose your career path as being a, an NFL quarterback. Um, just, just the odds are stacked up against you. It's no different than uh, with being a pro gamer. But there are so many other outlets and ways to get involved with a team that breaks down to computer programming, graphic design, marketing. Um, even now, some of the teams, there's a nutritionist, they, they they have game psychologists, sports psychologists in there. Um, and and we, we've worked closely with the city of Charlotte and stay plugged in, done an outstanding job trying to educate the parents, um, which I think is one of the, the biggest hurdles that we have right now. Um, a lot of them still look at it as, as gaming is just a complete waste of time. You'll never benefit from it. Um, but the data proves otherwise. Um, there's, there's a lot of teamwork that goes into it. There's a, a lot of studying. So um, I, I definitely think that the more we educate the parents, um, the better the trickle down effect is going to be. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. On a previous podcast, we had some of the, uh, Hornets Venom GT on talking mm -hmm. about their practice schedule. Now these yeah. are pros and they talked about their climb, you know, they struggled trying to get to that professional level and didn't make it in the first few drafts. And then all of a sudden they broke through. Uh, and now their schedule is, this is their craft. You know, this is their job. This is what they are doing. This is what they get paid for. Yeah. So, you know, my message to parents, similar to what you said, it's just like any other pro sport. You know, if, if they, when I say they, if, if kids have that passion to try to get to a certain level, push them as far as they can go. Let's see where it takes them. And if not, at least they know they are these opportunities that they can certainly fall back on pretty easily. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the difference between uh, esports and professional sports, where if you're out there throwing a football for eight hours a day and, and you don't make it to the NFL, you really don't have a lot of other jobs that are going to say, how far can you throw this football? Um, when it comes to gaming, when you're learning, you know, the inner workings of, uh, of whether that's programming, just gaming, graphic design, social media. Again, there's so many other markets outside of esports that that training um, 
you know, you know, re real life skills um, to get to get a good job. So, yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, from Charlotte's perspective, um, where would you like to see? Let's fast forward, and we talked a little bit about some of the opportunities that are there. Where would you like to see the city in terms of its esports? growth, it's esports education, and I know that's kind of a broad spectrum. Obviously, we'd love to see an arena and, and obviously have that economic mm -hmm. impact, but just within the community as well, what, what is your vision? What would you like to see? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a kind of really big pictures, like you said, an arena, and you talked about in the same sentences as the Panthers and the Hornets, which, um, you know, for people who have really studied and looked into the sport, that's not unrealistic. The, uh, the numbers are there. Um, the, the data is there to show that it can be like that. Um, but again, I really just want to, um, educate the, the community again, kind of back to what I said that gaming is not all bad. It's not the, uh, stereotype guy in his mom's basement that's 50 years old eating Doritos and chugging Mountain Dew. It's a lot more, <laughs> it's a lot more than that in the year 2020, um, a lot more than smashing ABAB. So Right. I really, uh, I, I, again, I love what you've done. I love what the uh, city of Charlotte, they just picked up on with Carolina FinTech Hub doing a, uh, um, doing a program where they are teaching the coding, the, the social media aspects, and they're getting to game. Um, so they pick 20 high school seniors and they guarantee, a, guarantee them a job straight out of high school for 55K minimum. So again, really great opportunities to uh, do some cool things. And I just want to see that continue to grow. And I think everything else will will fall into place. Yeah, no doubt. I've heard about that project with Carolina FinTech. I mean, I think they're doing an unbelievable job in what the opportunities are that they're providing some of the underserved or underprivileged sides of the yep. community where, you know what, this is something where you can come in, learn about it, and then matriculate right into a career. Um, mm. That's just, that's just fantastic. Um, if you had to give advice to Again, that younger generation, middle school, high school age kids, in respects to esports in mm -hmm. general, what would that be? Um, I, I would say kind of learn a, a broad approach to everything, and going back to what we just discussed, what Carolina FinTech Hub is doing. Um, they're, they're nine to five classes Monday through Friday, but they're taking a couple hours on the actual gaming side. I think they have 90 minutes of scrimmages of the game a day. Um, they spend a couple hours on social media, a couple hours on programming, a couple hours on graphic design. So, um, I, I think it's all about passion. Um, you know, a, a lot of people like esports, um, but just cause you get placed with the team doesn't mean that you'll love your job. So I think it's kind of finding that passion. Some people might go in saying, I want to be a pro video game player. And then a few weeks in say, man, I really love to code. I want to become my own publisher, write my own uh, indie game, get hired on by Riot or Activision. Um, so I think it's just kind of keeping an open mind, exploring all options and, and seeing what you fall in love with. Yeah, no, excellent advice. Excellent advice, not just for the kids, obviously for the parents as well to understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, keep those options open, keep working with what they're passionate about. And uh, usually something good happens when you follow your yeah. dream. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Last quick question. You know, challenge just, the parents with is it, 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 it. Go ahead. Nope. Sorry, you broke up there. You froze for a second. Say that again. Last what? No, no. I was going to say one thing I would challenge parents is if you could guarantee your child or your child could guarantee that they would get a job at 18 years old paying 55K a year, not knowing what it is, I, I think nine out of 10 would say go on, pursue that career if you're making yeah. that just base salary. Um, so again, I think it kind of shows the realness uh, of the growth of this industry.
Yeah, no doubt about it. That would have worked in the old normal and it would work in the new normal. <laughs> so I like it either way. Yeah. No doubt about it. Exactly. Um, let's talk about one last topic in respect to esports. What do you foresee or what currently, I shouldn't say foresee, what is your most current obstacle that you believe this industry is facing? Yeah, I, I think the most, uh, the biggest obstacle right now is kind of what we've been hitting on. It's, it's really just educating and to the state side um, and then down to the parents, just really showing them that this is real. It is here to stay. Gaming's not going anywhere. Um, the industry is only going to continue to grow, um, especially as technology advances. So um, I'm not going to be surprised to be seeing people uh, playing five on five with VR headsets and it feels like you're out there in five to 10 years. So um, again, really just keeping an open mind. And, and again, knowing that at these jobs, even if you're focusing on video games, they can translate to so many other opportunities for a career path. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Well, for me, that's our passion. That's why we do what we do. So we get people like you to come on and kind of show, Hey, not only, where you were, but where you are today, and hopefully where we will get to as an industry with esports in general. So I sincerely appreciate your time today. Um, we will also circle back with you once we get back to a little bit more of a new normal and kind of check in just to see how things are progressing and kind of go from there. Also would love an update on that YTAC program that was put together just to see those students as they progress in, in their career ultimately um, with some of the opportunities that were provided there. So again, Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Hope you stay safe and enjoy the rest of the day. You too. Thank you very much for having me. You got it.